You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Welcome into the Sports Objective podcast. It is Wednesday night, so you know what that means. It's time for Sonny and Semenza. What's going on, Matt and Jay? What's the deal? What's going on, Kyle? Happy to have you tonight, man. I appreciate you uh, hosting the show. Yeah, no, no doubt. I uh, figured, you know, I'd come in to save you guys. Had a little class to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, he's already talking trash. He's on fire. We'll, we'll see how his picks are. Well, I mean, you guys are like 500 on the season, so it shouldn't take too much. Hey, well, it could be a lot worse. Vegas isn't beating us. We're, we're just average right now. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, you got to shoot higher from that. We, we, we can't shoot for average. We're, 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 we're trying to I win agree. championships. We're trying to win championships in East Carolina. I, I agree. I agree. So, uh, you guys, uh, you guys ready for, uh, for, for, I don't know what we're jumping into first here, guys. So I'll start it off like this. Uh, you guys ready for a little TGIF Friday night football for the, for the Pirates and the Cougars? Well, I definitely am. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I'm I'm really excited about this one. Like I, more than most games, I'm just excited to play somebody a little different in a different part of the country. Um, I'm not excited. I don't love the fact that it's a Friday night game just because it's so late in the season here, but uh, I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be cold weather. So a little Northern uh, cold weather flavor for these guys. Jay, when you were a player, uh, did, did weather, do you, do you have any games that stick out to you? as a pirate that, that weather played a role in? I mean, it, there's a couple games that got a little cool, but I mean, it's nothing. I mean, to me, weather affects you if, if it's like a monsoon, if it's a rainstorm or if it's 20 degrees and it's snowing the, if it's in the fifties and forties to me, that's football weather. So I don't think that should be a factor. Yeah. I've seen two different forecasts. I'm hearing 40 degrees. And then I also saw something that said it was going to be in the 30s during the game. So I, I, it's going to be cold, but probably nothing unmanageable. Um, I'm not talking about any snow. It's supposed to be nice and clear. So hopefully, you know, along with all the other intangibles that are coming with this game, it being a Friday night, having to go all the way out west, two time zones, hopefully the weather don't play too big of a factor uh, in the outcome. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I saw some really cool pictures today of our um, team bus as it rolled into Provo, the snow-capped mountains, um, you know, just an awesome scene out there. I, I, that's a game I really wanted to get to, fellas, like a bucket list game. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but uh, just an awesome, uh, you know, scenic stadium out there. And to clarify, so everybody ain't scared as crap, we did not take a bus out there. Matt means the team, the team's transporter, the truck and trailer, um, not the team bus, because that would be a long damn bus trip. <laughs> 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 exactly all right so uh guys what where do we want to go from here we'll break down the pirates and the cougars a little bit more later as the phone rings here to interrupt things so uh, where are we going to start off at we are going to start off with uh, ohio state and penn state the buckeyes are a 15 and a half point favorite um uh, what do you guys think about that one we'll start with you jay all right so you know with this spread you're like what in the world i mean this is a high spread but to me, Penn State got blown up by Michigan. 
I, I don't think they're going to get blown out again. Penn State isn't playing as well. Ohio State's flying. But this is a rivalry game, so I think Penn State's going to cover. Matt? I like it, Jay. Uh, I, I think I'm in agreement with you here, buddy. I think, um, you know, I think that a lot of people are overreacting to the fact that Penn State got beat up at Michigan. I think that was a combination of Michigan was just on fire that day and Penn State had a really poor game plan for that game. And I like this one. It's in Happy Valley on their home turf. Penn State played really well last week at home against Minnesota in the whiteout game. So I do think Ohio State's going to win, guys. I think they're going to win, but I see it more as, you know, a seven to 10 point game. So I'm going to agree with Jay here. I'll take the Nittany Lions at home. You're going to take Penn State. So both of you guys are taking Penn State to cover that spread, but you guys like Ohio State to win the game. Correct. Okay. I I have honestly watched very little Big Ten football this year. Um, not a big Big Ten guy in general. Uh, so for me to uh, try to analyze this game would really be pointless. So I'll just go with you guys and also uh, go with the Buckeyes – or excuse me, go with Penn State to cover the spread, but the Buckeyes to win. Where are we going next, Bubba? Ah, we go to the SEC. We got number one, Georgia versus Florida. The Bulldogs are a 23-point favorite. That's a very big line, guys. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Your, your wife's a Gator. Do, do you think her Gators cover the spread? Ooh, that's, that is a gigantic spread. So this is the cocktail party, fellas, right? This is in uh, – typically this game's in Jacksonville. Um <clears throat> This is a really tough one. I, uh, I I feel that Georgia is definitely going to win the game. Um, you know, I – wow, that's a big line. I mean, you look at Florida, they lost by about 20 to LSU. Um, the game's on a neutral field. I, I'm thinking here that Florida will cover the 23, but not by much. I think they're going to lose by probably at least 20, 21 points here. So I'll take uh, I'll take Florida to cover. Yeah, I just think Florida, you know, Georgia's in a different class, but this is a rivalry game. And, again, I think Georgia could definitely win by 24 or more. But, I mean, if I'm putting money down, I think there's a better chance in a rivalry game that it's going to be close. So I'm going to go with uh, with Florida to cover. Yeah, I I have not been impressed with Florida all year. I'm going to take Georgia to cover the line and, uh, and, and win by uh, maybe as much as four touchdowns. It's a big line to cover, but I'm going to take the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. I, I could see a blowout here for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting. There you go. So you, you guys both take Florida and the points. So what's next, Bubba? Ah, we're going to jump Ooh. right into the American. Uh, Cincinnati at UCF. The Knights are a one-point favorite. This one is very interesting. I, I'm anxious to see what you guys pick. We'll start with you, Jeff. Well, I mean, you look at what happened last week and you're like, oh, Cincinnati's going to win for sure. But why in the world is UCF favored by one? That doesn't mean they're going to win, but that's that's about as odd as, as you can get as far as the line goes. Um, I, I'm going to go with an upset here. UCF played bad. I think they're going to come back here and win this game, so I'm going to go with the Knights to win hmm. by more than one. I like it. I like it. So this is a this is a uh... – Man, I'm excited to watch this game, guys. I mean, I think, to me, this is my favorite game of the weekend right here. And 
you know, it's going to be interesting to see how UCF responds to that beatdown they took last week in Greenville. You know Gus Malzahn is going to have this team ready to go. Um, <clears throat> however, I just feel like Cincinnati is the superior team. Um, I did not like what I saw last week out of UCF secondary. I thought Holt Naylor's just picked them apart, guys. And no matter what they try to do, if it was man coverage, if it was zone coverage, um, there were open receivers and, and, and Holton and CJ and Winstead had a field day on these guys. So I like Cincinnati to, to win this game and, and I like them to win it by two touchdowns. So I'm going to go with uh, the Bearcats in Orlando. You know, Cincinnati's been flirting with disaster all year. They, they've won a lot of close games. UCF has been blowing people out um, until they played us. I, I'm kind of torn on this game. Um, you know, part of me wants to take the Knights because it's at home. Um, I'm going to take the Bearcats just because, I, you know, I kind of want them to be undefeated and ranked high when we beat them in a couple weeks. So uh, I'm going to take the Bearcats uh, to, uh, to get the Vic uh, just because I want them to. All right. I like it. Yeah, I've highly penalized. Uh, huh? That's an interesting point. They get a lot of penalties in it's in Orlando. Uh, number 19, Kentucky takes on number three, Tennessee. The balls are favored by 12. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you with this one. Tennessee, one of the hottest things in college football right now. You almost see a letdown game coming at some point. Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, I love this Tennessee team. I love the quarterback, Hooker. If you look at all the um, the Heisman rankings right now, right now he's clearly in the lead. He's the, he's the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. He's having an incredible year. Um, Kentucky is one of those teams. I mean, Stoops has done a tremendous job there turning that program around. And, you know, they play great defense. You know, you rarely see anybody score more than 28, 30 points on Kentucky. Um, so I, I, I think talk. I think I think they're going to do well, um, but I but I think there's just too much offense with Tennessee. I think too much offense. Plus, it's in Knoxville, so I'm going to take Kentucky to cover the. Excuse me, I'm going to take Tennessee to cover the twelve. Jay, how do you uh, see it? Well, I just think that Tennessee has looked so good, but at some point there's going to be a letdown, and I think Kentucky's good enough to give them a game. So I'm going to say Kentucky on the road is going to cover. You know, I, I'm kind of with you on this one, Jay. I, I, it, it, at some point, and maybe it won't be this week, Tennessee's going to have a letdown game. I do think they're too good to lose to Kentucky, but I do think Kentucky covers. I'm going to say Tennessee wins by 10, which means they don't cover the spread. All right, let's move on to the next one, Bubba. The Irish of Notre Dame Ooh. at number 16, Syracuse. The Orange are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think – I personally think Syracuse got a little bit jobbed in the second half by the ACC officials at Clemson uh, last week. I thought there was a little home cooking going for the Tigers. I think Syracuse is a legitimately good football team. Notre Dame has struggled at times this year, but, you know, the Qs have got to be wanting to make a statement in this game. Don't you think, Matt? Oh, I definitely do. I think the Carrier Dome is going to be on fire. They play really well. They play really well at home, and their defense is outstanding. I mean, if you watch that game against Clemson last week, you know, Clemson is usually physically superior to everybody else. I thought Syracuse held up very well on both uh, lines of scrimmage, offensively and defensively. So 
Um, I really like what I see out of that team. They are a little challenged offensively, um, but I love the defense. I think they're going to give Notre Dame fits. And because it's at home, I, I love, love Syracuse to get it done. I just don't think Notre Dame is right. I don't think they are what they were last year. I think they're still trying to find their way. They've got a backup quarterback in. And I think Syracuse is legit. So I'm going to say Syracuse is going to win and then cover. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think Syracuse makes a statement in this game. And uh, any doubters that are still out there, they, they kind of shut them up after this week. How cool is it to see Syracuse kind of back on the map, guys? I mean, I, I don't know if you guys appreciate that, but living in the North, we don't have many good college football teams here in the Northeast. So it's nice to see somebody play well. Syracuse has been off the map for what? It's been probably 10, 15 years. Um, so it's great to see them, in my opinion, ranked high. Dino Babers is doing a really good job. So I, I hope they can keep winning. And they've given Dino a lot of time to, to turn it around there. And, uh, yeah, as as an East Carolina fan, you know, we played Syracuse a lot in the 90s, even the early 2000s, and I certainly hate all the in-state ACC schools. So, yeah, go Cuse. Nice. Bubba, what we got next, man? Ah, the red-hot TCU Horn Frogs have to travel across the country to Morgantown, West Virginia. The Frogs are by seven, you know. I almost want to pick an upset in this football game. Even though West Virginia sucks, something just screams upset in this game to me. Um, TCU coming off a big, big comfort behind win over Oklahoma State, having to travel across the country. I believe that's an early game, too, if I'm not mistaken, to Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go with you. I, I think there's going to be uh, – this game's going to go to the fourth quarter. I think there's going to be a lot of people surprised. I think West Virginia is going to cover. I think it's just tough. It's so tough every week to be up and play your best, and it's so tough, especially after you have a huge win. And at the end of the day, Morganton is a tough place to play. Even though they're not as good, if the team plays up and you've got that crowd behind you, that's going to be a tough, a tough atmosphere. So I think Mountaineers are going to cover. Yeah, the, man, these these are these big 12 games are so tough. West Virginia got absolutely blown out last week to Texas Tech, which surprised me. Um, yeah, man, I, it's tough. I mean, I expect a high-scoring game here. I don't know what the over is, but I could see at least 70 points scored in this game. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be back and forth. But, um, you know, I got to go with the Horn Frogs. That team is on fire right now. Um, they can score points on anybody. And uh, I don't know what they're averaging a game, but it's definitely in the high 30s at least. So, yeah, there you go. Good call. Uh, over under 69. So, if I was going to bet this game, I would probably take the, the over for sure. But um, I do like the Horn Frogs in Morgantown to get it done. The greatest lines ever uttered in the history of a college football podcast, over under 69. Uh, I'm going to take West Virginia to pull the outright upset, and I'm probably going to regret doing so. It's bold. I like it. Yep. I like it. So we got number nine, Oklahoma State, taking on number 22, Kansas State. And despite the rankings, the Wildcats are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Matt, what, what, what do you think about this one, another Big 12 matchup? Well, I'll be willing to bet my house on this game. There's no way in hell Oklahoma State uh, is going to lose to Kansas State. This is just not going to happen. Um, they score way too many points. 
I love the fact that they beat Texas last week. Kansas State is struggling here a little bit offensively. Um, no way they're winning that game. I'm all over Oklahoma State here. Jay? Well, Matt sold me, so I'm going with Oklahoma State too. <laughs> he was very confident, so I'm going to be confident too. <laughs> yeah, this is one you really you really can't play the spread. Um, you either really got to pretty much got to pick a winner. So I'm with you guys. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys. I, I think they got too much offense. Kansas State has shown at times they can score points. At times they've struggled to score points. So I'm with you. I think they'll have trouble keeping up with the Cowboys offense and. Oklahoma State coming off of a loss needs to get back in the win column. And then we go uh, Pitt, unranked Pitt, disappointing Pitt. Can they right the ship and turn their season around as they take on North Carolina, who's first place in their division of the ACC? The Tar Heels by three, Pitt at UNC. Jay, we'll start with you. Do the Tar Heels get it done, or does Pitt uh, finally play like they're the Panthers from last year? Yeah, I think the Tar Heels will, not because of their defense, but because their quarterback. I think Drake Mays going to play great. It's going to be a shootout, but I think they'll win by more than three. Yeah, I agree here. The fact that it's in North Carolina, Pitt has been really struggling. I don't know what's going on with that team. They had a lot of promise coming into the season. They're They're definitely down, so – I think like Jay said, I like the fact that North Carolina can score a lot of points. Um, and the spread is a very reasonable spread. I, I definitely like the, the Tar Heels here to, at the very least, push in this game. But I, I do think that they'll they'll cover it. I hate yeah. to say it because I hate the Tar Heels. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one. Um, you know, I want, I want to take Pitt, uh, but logic tells me to take the Tar Heels. So, Bubba, now that we've all taken the Tar Heels and thrown up in our mouths a little bit, what do we got next? Uh, the Demon Diggs of Wake Forest at Louisville. Diggs by three and a half. I think we can all say Diggs and the points. <laughs> Jay, you take this one first, buddy. Yeah, I mean, Wake Forest has been great. I just think they're they're going to they're gonna go in there on the road and – not really surprised anybody. I think they're going to go in there and win and cover. Matt? I'm just curious why this line is three and a half. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm like you. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that of all the games we've talked about tonight, this one is kind of bizarre to me. I don't know if there's an injury that I'm missing. Um, I don't know what's going on with this. That is very odd. But – I even with that strange line, I find it hard to believe that Louisville could win this game. Just just because Wake Forest is is so dynamic offensively and they put up points. So I, I got to say Wake Forest gets it done. Louisville's very inconsistent. If Louisville plays up to their ability, they can hang with Wake. But Wake is very consistent. So I, I think I'm with you. I think Wake uh, wins and covers. A bizarrely low line, true. Yep. Yep. All right. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but we got East Carolina at BYU uh, Friday night under the lights. Long trip out to Provo, 7, 8 p.m., excuse me, Eastern kickoff time. Uh, going to be cold weather. A lot, lot of, lot of uh, intangibles going in the favor of BYU. But interestingly enough, 
BYU without their top running back and their top receiver, as we found that out uh, last night. Um, so uh, that, that, that could play in the Pirates' favor. Uh, Matt, uh, we'll start with you. Um, I know we've talked in depth about this. I know how you feel. So just go ahead and tell the world. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, I'll spend a little more time on this one. But, you know, when I looked at BYU prior to the start of the season, the one thing that really jumped out at me was their schedule. And they've played an incredibly difficult schedule. It's almost like a Notre Dame type schedule. I mean, they've played Oregon, Arkansas, uh, Notre Dame. Um, I'm missing a, a Baylor. They played Baylor early in the season. They played a really tough schedule. Um, so I think they've worn down a little bit as the season's gone on. They do have quite a few injuries. Um, now, last week they obviously get blown out at Liberty. But one thing we've learned about BYU over the years, fellas, is that when they come east, they struggle. They tend to struggle when they come to the east coast. They're a much better team at home. Um, so that, you know, I think this is going to be a very tough game. Um, but when you look at BYU, their run defense is atrocious. They really struggle stopping the run. And I think that's one of the things we do really well at East Carolina with Keaton Mitchell and Marlon Gunn. Um, I think we're going to run the ball very well in this game. Um, and I'm not just saying it's because I'm, you know, East Carolina fan. I really think we're the better team. So I think the pirates are going to go into Provo and get it done. Jay, uh, what, what do you think, Pirates and the Cougs? Well, I mean, I, I think I'm sure we'll all go with East Carolina. I just think this is going to be the toughest game for us. I mean, I think it's going to be really tough because we're going on the road across time zones. You know, weather is going to be different. And they're a team coming in. They've obviously got issues. They're playing great competition. But BYU's, you know, been losing. But, again, their back's against the wall. They just got humiliated. So they're going to have a lot to prove. I think we're going to go in there and win. I think this is going to be the toughest game on our schedule. Yeah, and, and everybody talks about them being humiliated, and yeah, it was a lopsided score. But that Liberty team is six and one, so it, it's not like they got blown out by little sisters of the poor. So you know, Liberty's really good. They lost to Arkansas. You know, they've been losing to really good football teams. So you know, I I I, I think a lot of I, I think BYU is a desperate football team. I think. Um, I think their backs are against the wall. Kalani Sataki uh, demoted his defensive coordinator. He's going to be calling the defensive plays. Um, if, if I'm East Carolina, my attitude is in this game, if I'm Mike Houston, is to tell the team, go out there, have fun, play loose. All the pressure's on them. All the pressure's on BYU. They're at home. They're struggling. This ain't a conference game. If we lose this game, all of our goals are still in front of us. Go play loose. Go, this is the game I'd run a trick play. This is the game I tell the guys, if we do that, if we go out there and play loose, I think we win the game. Uh, my prediction, just because both teams have struggled with field goals, they're just as bad, if not worse, field goals and extra points as we are. Uh, fun fact. Um, I think it's going to come down to a kick. Somebody's going to win it on a field goal. I say the Pirates win it on a field goal. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Now, Jay, we were talking a little bit before the show. What are your thoughts on the weather situation? I mean, there's some some reports that, uh, you know, it's going to be in the low 30s. You know, I saw everything from 30 degrees up into like the low 40s. Do you think that's something that's going to affect East Carolina? 
I mean, I, I don't think it should. If they if if you know if if East Carolina wins, I mean, you know, going out there that to me, forty that's football weather. I mean, you're wearing pads, you're out there. Forty degrees shouldn't affect you. So, but it's going to say a lot to the team's mental toughness because it's going to be a completely different weather situation, completely different set of circumstances as far as being in different time zone and, and far away with the long flight. So they're going to have to handle, you know, the differences from a normal game. But to me, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, do you think it should be a factor? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, but I mean, what do you, what do you think? Well, I agree in the forties, that's, that's football weather. Um, you know, the low, the forecast low for, for Friday night is 31. And you typically that occurs, uh, you know, in the early morning hours. So you're, you're probably looking at about 40 degrees to kickoff. Yeah, I mean, that that's fine. I mean, I've played in weather in the 20s a few times. You definitely, once it gets down into the 20s, it definitely has an impact on the game, especially if the wind is blowing. That's usually the biggest factor when the wind is blowing. Um, but if it stays in the mid-30s, you know, I, I don't think it'll be too much of a factor at all. Um, you know, so so I tend to agree with Jay on that. I think, I think the problems really start once you get below 30. What about altitude, guys? Uh, Mike Houston um, really uh, at the press conference when he was asked about that said uh, said you know he he thinks he, from talking to other coaches it's only an issue if you make an issue out of it and I think by and large that's true there are certain individuals that are affected more by altitude some people's equilibrium equilibrium gets knocked off obviously what you think about is getting getting sort of breath but there's some other issues that can happen with altitude I don't know if if any of you guys ever played a game at high altitude. Um, and uh, do you think that'll play into uh, the game, uh, Matt? So that's a tough one for me to answer because I never really played in, in high altitude. Now, you know, I, I think where it could possibly be an issue for us is with our wide receivers because we don't really rotate much at wide receiver. Typically every game we're, you know, we're playing about four guys um, and they, you know, they have snaps up into the seventies most games. So, that could be one area. If it is going to show up, it could show up there. Defensively, we rotate quite a bit, especially on the D line. We rotate so much, so I think we'll be we'll be able to stay pretty fresh on defense. But um, I don't really anticipate it being a huge factor in the game, guys. Um, but you know, you definitely want to make sure you stay on top of the, you know, those rotations. Jay, have you ever played high at a high altitude like that? No, I mean we played at West Virginia. Not That's quite the, the closest yeah. thing, but no, I mean, you know, I, I, I do think it'll be a factor in it, but if, if we want to win the game, we're going to have to overcome because it won't be easy. I mean, the altitude will be different, but we'll just have to overcome it. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I do think the Pirates are playing like the better football team right now. Um, you know, part of me, I, I, I'm going to stick with what I said. It's going to come down to a field goal. Nothing would surprise me in this game, guys. It would not surprise me if BYU beat us by a couple touchdowns. It would not surprise me if we go in there and blow out BYU. This is one of those games where absolutely nothing would surprise me. If we win by three touchdowns, if they win by three touchdowns, or or if it comes down to a field goal. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And it's kind of thinking about the last time we went out there to Provo. 
It's a pretty, it was a really good game. You know, it came yeah. down late, if, if I'm not mistaken, and you guys have a better memory than I do with this stuff, but yeah. pretty sure BYU scored on the very last possession, correct? Either that, or went to, either that or it went to overtime. I, I, I'm having trouble remembering. Um, Bobby, you, 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 you'll, uh, you'll remember that. Jay, do you remember if it went to overtime or was it the end of the regulation? Yeah, I don't remember. It's, it's hard to remember, but it was a very close game. That was a very good BYU team, and we were below 500 that year. So, uh, of whatever that's worth. Obviously, they've changed coaches since then, and we've changed coaches a couple times since then. So, uh, that really has no bearing. No, 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 it's funny. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but none of these guys have ever been to Provo. That was way back in 2015. So, Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we're the more athletic team, guys. I think that, you know, obviously you have the speed of Keaton Mitchell. Um, which which is always going to present challenges. But I, I just feel like right now our receivers, the way CJ's playing, um, I mean, he's just catching everything in his radius. Winstead, the way he's able to come down with 50-50 balls, I mean, he's he's about as good as I've seen when, when the ball is in the air. He goes up and gets it. And, and when it's a 50-50 ball, he wins it. Um, he's really good like that. And then, you know, obviously – you know, you have, you know, a Ryan Jones that really, in my opinion, I'd like to see him get even more involved uh, in the offense. But um, I think we have more athleticism. I think we have the better weapons in this game. I think it's definitely a match of speed versus size. And um, you, you would hope speed wins out. We will, we will find out Friday night. Great exposure for the Pirates. National TV, ESPN2. Um, BYU is a name brand opponent. Uh, to me, this is a signature win. If uh, Coach Houston gets it, I'll look at BYU as a Power Five opponent, even though they're technically not yet. Um, so, great opportunity for the Pirates to uh, get some positive press on national stage if they can beat the Cougs. So, uh, guys, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? Jay, man, can't wait to. I can't wait to see the games this week. I think there's going to be a lot of upsets. That's my opinion. Yeah, Matt, yeah. Uh, what about you, man? I, I know, uh, obviously, uh, you're looking forward to the games this weekend. Uh, any, anything else you want to you, you want to talk about? You know, just looking forward to that. For me, I'm really looking forward to that UCF Cincinnati game. Um, I think we're going to learn a lot from that game, uh, just about maybe who is the clear favorite in this conference. You know, I think whoever comes out of that game and and then you factor in Tulane, I think those are the two teams um, that, you know, would be the clear favorite. But, you know, if East Carolina can go out and win this game in Provo, everything, like you mentioned before, everything's in front of us. Um, so I, I'm just really looking forward. I think we're going to learn a lot from that, from that UCF Cincinnati game. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, we need some help. To, to get the second ball, all we have to do is get the second place in the league. If we handle our business, I think the odds of us getting to second are, are pretty good and to have a rematch with Tulane perhaps. But uh, guys, I'll hit you with one more fast question before we wrap it up. It'll be a Dave Richmond style question. Oh, oh, we got a picture of Mike Leach right there on the stage doing the dinosaur arms. I don't know if you guys saw that today. Yes. So Mike, Mike Leach with the Halloween candy question. I was going to ask you guys, uh, Favorite Halloween costume growing up of all time? Matt, we'll start with you. I know you're a big horror movie fan. 
Yeah, favorite Halloween costume. Hmm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh well, the one who always freaked me out the most was was Michael Myers. Uh, I did see a good one once a few years back of the guy, uh, the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was really leather, Leatherface. Thank you. I thought that was a really good one. There was some dude running around with a. What, with a what about yourself, on. Matt? What about growing up? What, what was your favorite Halloween costume that you had as a kid? Uh, let's see, man. I'm going back. I, I did was I was Rocky one year. I was Rocky Balboa. That's nice. a pretty good one. That's a nice. pretty good one. Good. Jay, what about you, man? I was uh if you guys remember the little rascal show, I was Alfalfa <laughs> one year. <laughs> and I had my hair sticking up in the back. <laughs> uh, hey, awesome. You gotta produce pictures of that, Jay. Yeah. I actually looked it, it was really good. Jay <laughs> Alfalfa <laughs> Sunhalter. <laughs> that was my best one. We can't let Kyle off the hook here. Uh, probably, probably, probably growing up, my, my two favorites I ever was, um, one year I was, uh, He-Man, He-Man Masters of the Universe with the crappy, you know, plastic mask you wear over your face and all that. And, uh, the last year I went trick-or-treating fifth grade, I was Jason. So those would be my two favorites. Very nice. Can't go wrong with Jason. No doubt. All right, Bob, we wrap this up. Do we need to plug any sponsors or we just get out of here? This is my first time hosting. The Pirates are wearing last week's black helmets with all whites. Yes, they are. Good point. Uh, maybe some good luck in those black helmets uh, as we take them on the road. All white with the with, with the with the, uh, with the black helmets. So we'll see if we can go two and zero in those uh, black in those uh, black helmets. No doubt. That's a great look, by the way. I love that uniform. Uh, my favorite uniform so far this year is the uh, was the special retro look for homecoming. Uh, I love those uniforms. Yeah, those look great. No doubt about it. Oh. All right, guys. Uh, as, as Jay unzips, um, we uh, we ready to wrap this thing up? <laughs> it's my bag. It's, it's my bag. bag. Okay. I just got in from Charlotte. Okay, like all right. Make sure. Make sure. I can't wait to for us to recap all my wins next week, by the way. <laughs> Jay, Jay's confident, feels good with his picks. He's going to blow us out. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, you picked some of the same ones as me. Yeah, before we started, you were you were ragging on me, and then we had some of the same picks. Well, I mean, there's only two teams to pick from in each game, Jay. So yeah, we're well, not I know, the but, same picks. I know, but you you could have picked the opposite and every time. Really... I mean, just yeah, every time. Yeah, every time. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see. I just want credit next week if I deserve it. If uh, I you'll, don't, you'll, I'll be the first to say. You you will definitely get credited if, uh, if if you have the best week of picks. No <laughs> All right. Okay. And if Jay if Jay has the worst record, he needs to uh, show up with that that alfalfa. I'll produce picture. a picture, or I'll yeah. just take one. And <laughs> I still kind of look like an older alfalfa. If I stick my hair up in the back, look like and alfalfa, sound like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is true. Maybe I'll go as Hulk for uh, Halloween this year. Yeah, I'll change it up. There you go. All, All right, guys. Brothers, uh, good job. So, uh, Bubba, do, 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 is there any sponsorships that need to be on the uh, on the page that I need to plug, or can we just wrap it up? I see Porky's Backyard Barbecue up there. You, you, you can you can book your holiday parties with them. You can call uh, the Holiday Brothers for your holiday parties. It's 252-661-0337. And uh, go out and uh, support Dave Saturday night out there at uh, Porky's Backyard Barbecue in Williamson, North Carolina. He's going to be doing a trunk or treat and DJing and 
They're going to have costume contests, et cetera. So uh, if you're in the Williamson area and looking for something to do Saturday night, uh, go support Dave and uh, hang out at Porky's. So, uh, and we have, uh, what is that one? Oh, we have uh, um, KK Walker and uh, the, the name of the company is covered up and I cannot think of it right now, guys. Can one of y'all help me out with this? Nobody. Nobody L knows the name. LK Custom Homes. Yeah, we go. LK Custom Homes uh, with Kevin KK Walker. Uh, if you need a house built near the Triad area or probably anywhere in North Carolina, if you want to spend enough money, he'll come see you. 336 688 8461. LK Custom Homes. Kevin KK Walker, former pirate great. Give him a call. Build, build yourself a house. And, uh, and we got all these. All these damn sponsors have partially covered up, and I can't remember anything. <laughs> we got the people that make the gloves. We got PGX my homie that makes gloves. The, 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 the PGX gloves. Yes, thank you. PGX gloves. PGXgloves.com. Go get yourself some custom gloves. Save yourself 25% at checkout when you put in promo code ECU. And that's it, guys. That was my horrible job of doing the doing the plugs. You got to get better at that. But uh, for, uh, for Matt Savenza, for Jason Halter, this is Kyle Barber, and this has been Sonny and Semenza on the Sports Objective. This is where Bubba rolls the credits. <laughs> You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show and go pirates. <laughs>